Next on BYU Sports Nation, which happens first? The Big 12 expands or BYU names a starting quarterback? Whoever the BYU quarterback is, he'll have plenty of weapons to hand the ball off to, including fullback Algie Brown. We're two-on-one with the senior. Plus, which BYU swimmers have a shot to chase gold at the 2020 Summer Olympics in Tokyo? Head coach John Brooks joins us. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. We are live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Friday, August 12th. This is how we do it. Holler! Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Lil Sebastian's groomer, Jerem Jordan. I've been listening to that song all morning about Lil Sebastian from Parks and Rec. If you haven't seen it, Chris Pratt sings it. It's fantastic. You're <laughs> up in heaven eating horsey hay or heaven's hay. <laughs> it's, it's fantastic. It's like, like Hootie and the Blowfish style song about this little Shetland pony. <laughs> <laughs> so this this show is dedicated to Lil Sebastian oh my and Ron Swanson. Yeah, YouTube that. <laughs> treat treat yourself. Treat yourself on a Friday. And YouTube that. <laughs> Money, please. This is a big Money, day. Please. This is a big day for BYU Sports Nation. Starts now, obviously. Wait, why is that? Because we have a live show, and oh, okay. we'll be doing uh, a live show of sorts tonight. Oh, I th- I thought your name was Scott Warner, and you were excited about other things. Nope. The Big Blue Bash. Is tonight. Uh, if you're in the area in Salt Lake or Utah County, the Salt Lake chapter of the Cougar Club is hosting the preseason BYU football party, 6 p.m. Mountain Time at Rio Tinto Stadium. We're there. We're going to be hanging out hosting. Blaine Fowler is going to be there. Uh, Kalani Sataki, uh, Tanner Mangum, Jenny Linehan, Travis Tuiloma, cheerleaders. It's going to be awesome. Come hang out. And maybe some sources in the crowd as well. <laughs> uh, I have a question, Spencer. Uh, when is BYU going to be in the Big 12? I, Next. I want to know. I, I really want to know how many times I've been asked that question in the you last You know what my weeks. response is now? Have I explained this on the air? I can't remember. Whenever anyone asks, I go, you didn't hear? And then they're like, what? Uh, what? 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 <laughs> That's that's kind of messed up, but hilarious. <laughs> yeah, someone this morning is like, Jerem Jordan can't be your source. Like, oh. I, I ain't telling nothing. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Today is fall camp practice number seven. So is Taysom Hill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Cougars will hold a closed scrimmage tomorrow at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. A closed scrimmage. We want to make sure that's very clear so no one from Idaho drives down to that. A closed. I'm not, I'm not saying that happened before. We just want to be very clear. A closed okay? scrimmage. <laughs> we will have post-practice interviews at 1.30 Eastern tomorrow. <laughs> Big 12 News. What? Brett McMurphy reports 17 schools will be interviewed and are candidates for Big 12 expansion via video conferences. 17 plus! Is the university... <laughs> That was the real 17-plus prediction. Is the University of Phoenix involved? Is Dallas Roberts involved? Uh, Also, Chuck Carlton of the Dallas Morning News says, quote, what I'm hearing on Big 12 expansion, the timetable subject to change is mid-September to early October. I love that he threw in, in parentheses, subject to change with the Big 12. Of course it is. You can never be too sure. What's not subject to change? Oh, and now the latest from Rio de Janeiro. Cougars in the Olympics. 
How about this? Taylor Sander and Team USA upset Brazil in four sets last night. They looked like an entirely different team. It was awesome. Taylor Sander had seven kills, a team-high three blocks, five digs, and a couple of aces. The United States now one and two in group play, but feeling good after beating the host Brazil. Their next match comes against France on Sunday. Dude, I cannot tell you how awesome this match was, but I will try. I, I went out to dinner. I came back, watched it on my DVR. My little girl had already gone to sleep, so I was doing like, like, like in silence. You know Slamming what I mean? Like, your chest. Yeah! I was so pumped because this was a match they had to have. This was, that was the second greatest match I'd ever seen. The first was 2013 against UCLA at home. BYU came back down two sets to none to UCLA. They were down like 8-1 in the third set. They came back and won that match. That was the greatest. But that was so awesome. So keep an eye on Taylor Sander and the homies. Mm. By the way, Brendan Sander, current BYU volleyball player, he was in the stands, and the NBC showed him like five times. It was great. Wrapped in a USA flag. Sander brothers on display. So proud. So in proud. Heo. <laughs> like a proud crazy uncle like Mike Kempe. <laughs> BYU women's soccer is the preseason pick to win the West Coast Conference championship. They won it four years in a row, so not a uh, huge jump there. According to the coaches, four BYU players made the preseason all-conference team. Ashley Hatch, Elena Medeiros, Michelle Vasconcelos, and Nadia Gomes. Nadia Gomes, shh. BYU plays at UCLA <laughs> tomorrow. Uh, yeah, she's from Portugal, so you can say it like that. BYU plays at UCLA tomorrow in an exhibition game. That's quite I, the exhibition. That's, yeah, that's legit. And uh, this women's soccer team, by the way, Inklings of 2012. That was an Elite Eight squad. This team could do just about anything. They have all the pieces, man. There is a certain analyst that I work closely with <laughs> featured on BYU TV. What's up, Natalie? <laughs> that feels like this is the team that can take the next step, not just the Elite Eight. I'll let you figure that out. At BYU LASF Jazz. Ha ah, you always throw in that Dallas Roberts comment. Since they don't exist anymore, I'm not sure people know who that is. <laughs> they don't exist? The Paul Mitchell Hair School, then. Oh, fine. Oh, the Paul Mitchell Hair School. My bad. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> it's a Friday for sure. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The Big 12 versus the Big 2. Regarding the Big 12, and I said this earlier, I really want to know how many times I have been asked some version of the following question. (laughs) Well, Spencer, are we getting in? And I'd like to respond, quoting our good friend and Oklahoma State football coach Mike Gundy. Right now, we're pretty much clueless. (laughs) (laughs) Referring to Big 12 expansion, (laughs) not his team. Okay, fact. The Big 12 is eventually going to do what it wants. BYU can't control it. We can't control it as much as we would like to. We have zero influence in that decision. Meanwhile, one of the most intriguing quarterback situations in BYU football history has largely been overshadowed because of the Big 12. So when can we shift our attention? When can we really start paying 100% attention to the actual games, players, and more specifically, the Big 2 at BYU, Taysom Hill and Tanner Mangum? I think it all depends on how you answer today's Twitter question. What will happen first? BYU names the starting quarterback of the Big 12 expands and why. Use the hashtag BYUSN at CarterJA92. BYU names the starting QB. What's the big rush for Big 12 expansion? BYU has to choose by September 3rd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Use the hashtag BYUSN and win. 
What's going to happen first? BYU will name a starting quarterback. I think that the Big 12 expansion drags out into the season. Especially if they're doing 17 different schools. 17 plus! Can you imagine they're sitting there with SMU and they're like, "Uh uh-huh, yeah. Okay, cool. Thank you for your time. Tulane, what do you bring to the table? Temple? New Orleans, baby! Yeah. Temple, what you you got for us? The Philadelphia market, sir. (laughs) We had one good football season last year. Look at us now. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I I think BYU would name a starting quarterback. Now, the real question is, when is BYU going to name a starting quarterback? Part of the reason that it's all quiet on the Western Front is because the media can only watch the first 30 minutes, and that's it. There's a scrimmage tomorrow. No, the media's not allowed to watch. So we can't make these gross assumptions based on what we see in practice and be like, whoa, horsey, these look gr- what I see. These gross assumptions. We're not, because we're not allowed to see anything. Uh. You know what I mean? So yesterday, Jason and I are like, hey, Jonah Trinman's making waves. We talked to people. They're saying things. Players are saying things. That wasn't just based on seeing uh, him stretch and two highlights in a video. True. Although those two highlights help. It gives you some sort of tangible evidence that he looks like a really fast, good football player, right? Yes. We don't want to Trent Trammell people. But Do you, <laughs> you have to trust the co- – like, there, there is so much – I just so threw you much, under the bus on that one. There is, yes, I know. <laughs> there is so much smoke there with Jonah Trinneman yeah. because of what the coaches and teammates – they're all saying it. So yeah. it's like, okay. Bo Tanner heating up as well. A lot of people talking about Bo Tanner. And now there's some video evidence of like, oh, yeah, like he – I'm going to say this, okay? And I, I love Devon Blackman. I love Devon Blackman. I feel like when I heard about Devon Blackman's speed and the way that he ran, like, from other coaches, I was thinking that he would look like Jonah Trinneman looks like right now. That, that's fair. And I'm with you. I, I, I think Devon Blackman was a good receiver. And last year was, was a, great, a, it was a great really receiver. good receiver. Unfortunately, yeah. never got a touchdown. Micah Simon, by the way, is number 19. They they said, are you sure you want 19? No one scored a touchdown on number 19 in like the last three years. <laughs> <laughs> the curse ends The curse this of 19. Year. I think Mike Simon gets a touchdown. No, but yeah, like I think Jonah Trinneman will be a, a nice weapon. And I know what you're saying. Like there, There's smoke there. We, we have to go off of what little we can see and what we do What the hear coaches say. And, and the they're not saying say. a lot, which is – I think a well cogitated plan given okay, we're a new staff, we're gonna we're gonna surprise you on the field, not in August on our practice field. Can you imagine Arizona trying to prepare for BYU? Because generally they're like, Well, what are the what are the media saying about those guys? Not a lot. What does the film say? Not on, a lot. On Ty Detmer in college football. <laughs> what are they gonna get the his high school footage? Yeah, that's gonna tell you a ton of formation, sure. Did Taysom Hill play for St. Andrews? Who's the starting quarterback going to be? I mean, for me, the starting quarterback will be named first. And I'm guessing it will be sometime around, I don't know, a week before game number one. Who knows, man? I I see a scenario. And actually, this is how I want it to go down. We were discussing this (laughs) before the show. This is how I want the quarterback to be revealed. Okay, They don't say anything. Okay, Like they haven't. Like, uh, Like they have. They haven't said anything. Okay. They go into game week. The game notes say or, okay, Taysom Hill or Tanner Mangum. So you're like, who is it? Oh, my gosh. Then you get – then the BYU receives the ball. BYU wins the coin toss, toss, and they elect to receive. At Arizona. At Arizona. In front of more BYU fans than Arizona fans. <laughs> then Taysom Hill and Tanner Mangum are standing on the sideline with Ty Detmer, and then they both run out onto the field. And then Taysom takes a snap, hands off to Tanner, who then throws the ball deep. That would be the perfect way to start the season. 
Okay. And then you're like, that's still, not happening. Then you're like, I still don't know who the quarterback is. <laughs> <laughs> Would they wait until game day to reveal? I think they could. Do you? They could, but I don't know that they will. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think they will. I think they'll name a guy so that everyone knows and that identity is yeah, solid. I don't know that they will. Yeah, they they have that capability <laughs> for sure. Can you and imagine that, that? It's kind of a funny dynamic to think about. Now, I know the Big Twelve. Here's the thing: the Big Twelve said we want to expand before the season. And so it's like, well. That was according to Dennis Dodd. Well, maybe yeah. the Big 12 will expand before BYU names a quarterback. No. I think that's a pipe dream 100%. Consider the following things. Mounting political pressures. Well documented recently. 17 teams being interviewed. 17. That's going to take a long time to talk to everybody. They need a super majority vote from eight of the ten schools. And super we are, majority. We are hearing that's not anywhere close. And TV partners, Fox and ESPN, apparently are throwing in their two cents to have a say. There's so much happening. I don't see there's any way this gets done before the college football season. I would like for it. I would. It is August 12th. I hope. Not like it's 25th. We're college football. The first game is two weeks from today. Is in two weeks. In three three weeks, they could figure it out. Is the Big 12 going to expand before that? I just don't see it. I don't think so either, but it could happen. Totally. At, Nick at World. Chuck Carlton, it could happen. Dallas Morning News, you said this earlier. What I'm hearing on Big 12 expansion, the timetable, subject to change, is mid-September to early October. BYU has until September 3rd to name a starter, but will that be before the Big 12 expands? Answer our Twitter question and send us your responses using the hashtag BYUS. And this I know. Whoever the starter is, I like BYU's chances. And that takes us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Taysom Hill and Tanner Mangum are a combined 23 and 10 as starters. Tanner's 8 and 4. Taysom is 15 and 6. Taysom Hill's never lost a game by more than 14, uh, 15, by the way, as a starter. His so biggest, you're in every game. His biggest loss as a starter was the bowl game against Washington. Yeah. I believe there was another one, too. But Wisconsin and Notre Dame, uh, Wisconsin and Notre Dame were 10-point losses on the road. Yeah. So you're in those games at least, right? He gives you a shot. He gives you a shot. A starter for BYU football will be named before BYU takes the field against one Arizona. Countdown to the Wildcats. 22 days. A Clyde Drexler's worth. A Danny Ainge's worth. Three weeks from tomorrow, BYU is playing That's an fantastic. actual college football game. That's fantastic. Let's, let's, can we fast forward to that? Just get to that part? I had a friend yesterday who was not aware of the countdown on BYU Sports Nation say what? to me, yeah. Are you serious? <laughs> Some friend. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. She said, oh, you've already started a countdown? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ten times. And her husband looked at her like, you have no idea what she, they've been doing every day. She can still day. be your friend without the countdown. <laughs> In fact, she's probably a better friend because she doesn't know about the countdown. Uh, up next, BYU swim coach Sean Brooks on his swim team's chances for making the 2020 Olympics. But first, Algie Brown on why the BYU running backs are pro-facial hair. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. The conversation is rolling right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation and chime in with your opinions, thoughts, ideals using the hashtag BYUSN. You can lay the ideals out of it, but the rest is great. 
Follow us on uh, social media as well, at BYU Sports Nation on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Facebook Live, of course, a huge uh, medium for us uh, with post-practice interviews. And then, of course, on Snapchat, BYUSN. Tomorrow, 1.30 Eastern time, we will have Facebook Live interviews after practice from Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Twitter question today, what will happen first? BYU names a starting quarterback or the Big 12 expands and why? At Educator Jones says BYU will name a quarterback for the 2024 season before Big 12 expansion. This will also be preceded by Spencer Linton shaving his head. So Jaron Hall will be named the starter before Spencer shaves his head? (laughs) I expect that to happen. Will Jaron Hall be a senior that year? Jaron Hall is in the first year of his mission trip th- right now. So he'll no, it's that's so like he misses 16, 17, so red shirts 18. 19, 20, 21, 22. <laughs> no, he doesn't quite make it. Shoot. Is BYU recruiting a quarterback that could potentially play in 2024 right now? Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. that's you, the way college. And you football know who you gone. are. There's so many parents that are like, yeah, it's Mikey. At Colab RDM. BYU will name a starter first because they have to play an actual game. The Big 12 does not have to expand. Mm. It's true. How much credence do you give to the idea that the Big 12, after all of this, would not expand? Not a lot. I, I, it's plausible. I think anything's plausible with the Big 12. Don't you feel that way based on previous uh, behavior? Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. So I, I think they will expand. There's... They put themselves out there too far without actually saying the words, we will expand. We will explore. Can you imagine them saying, we've come back from our explorations. and (laughs) Like the USS Enterprise. We have found nothing. Hashtag Beastie Boys. We have decided on nothing. (laughs) What we know is nothing. That would be a fantastic phrase. Holy cow. I think they'll expand. BYU football fall camp practice number seven today. There is a closed scrimmage tomorrow. Jason Shepard and Jerem Jordan were kind enough to wait around a long time after practice yesterday to get some two-on-ones, including the new fullback, old running back, but new fullback, Algie Brown. And what's this about facial hair camaraderie? That's just one of the topics tackled in this two-on-one from BYU Football Fall Camp. Take a look. Okay, Algie, I believe it's the second day of full pads. Is that right? Yep. Okay, what was it like today? Um, it was more physical. We did more, a lot more uh, situational stuff, goal line type stuff, and so uh, we just had to be more, kind of get in there. Everybody kind of jokes. Everybody kind of jokes when you can put the pads on. It's like real football. I mean, it, we all laugh at that, but is it kind of true? A little bit, yeah. It's um, definitely more. Guy, uh, guys are tackling you. They're trying to go for your feet, and so um, you just kind of kind of be aware of that more we were trying to come up with a nickname for you last i believe october um and i wanted whiskers because that's what Algernon <laughs> translates in french i'm noticing you have whiskers i, th- I think bit. it fits right now it, i think it fits i don't know our, our running backs are planning on having mustaches this year so I, really no okay this just in the running backs are planning on having mustaches <laughs> who can't really grow a mustache among the running backs though jamal and riley mm. Well, Jamal, Jamal's got a little fuzz, but yeah. Riley for sure is. He's only 21. Well, see, you know the, base, I mean? the baseball team had, they, they called themselves the Mustache Mafia. You guys going to have, like, oh, a cool wow. nickname? Yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see, come we, up with something. We've got some nicknames something good. to figure we'll out. Something yeah. good. It's early. It's August. We, we've got that. <laughs> How has your role changed in this offense as a fullback? I definitely have to be, like, today, i got to be more physical. 
Um, being in the right spot at the right time, getting in the right position to block the right guy. Just little nuances like that. Do you have to hold back at all in this situation where it's like, okay, these are my teammates, it's just practice, yet you want to get a good rep in? How does that, how does that work? Sometimes, yeah, sometimes uh, they, get a, they get a good hit on you and you want to get back in the next play and just kind of go find the right guy and just kind of <laughs> kill him. But right now it's, uh, we kind of got to take care of our team and uh, save it for the right moment. You said uh, a few moments ago that you thought the defense had the upper hand today in practice. Uh, now, is that, is that because as an offense you guys let them have the upper hand? or What, what was the deal going on out there today? No, I, I think it was more um, our offense. We, we just we got in a, a two-minute situation, and uh, we just kind of lost it a little bit. Describe to us uh, the talent among the running backs that are going to be running with you this season because it seems like it's a pretty good group. Yeah, we have, we have, I mean, we have quick guys fast guys and then there's me <laughs> i'm just the bigger guy so just the guy that led the team in rushing and touchdowns last year yeah, yeah just you at fullback so when you face this defense what stands out to you how good is this defense and i know it's early going through a new scheme and whatnot but how good do you think this defense that you face in practice can be i, I think they can be really good our, our d line has a lot of good talent our our linebackers are, are fast. They they know what they're doing, and so, I mean, especially as a running back, we do a lot of one on ones with the linebackers, and, and I mean, it's difficult sometimes to go against them. We're talking with Algernon Brown, a fullback on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, what's it like to see Francis Bernard on the other side of the ball, who you now probably encounter somewhat frequently since he's a linebacker? He's uh, it, it's tough. I mean, he's an athletic guy. Uh, he he he's physical. When he needs to be physical, he's he's fast when he needs to be fast, and so it's it's kind of hard to kind of gauge that when you're when you're going against them. So now, does I understand it? You know, it's a little different scheme, but does is he is he know enough that he's calling out plays here because he was an offensive player, or has it not got to that point yet? Not not quite, not quite. Describe to us some of these receivers that you're seeing and, and who's making plays out there because there are a lot of yards to kind of mm-hmm. uh, fill from graduated guys. Um. I mean, we have, we have a lot of new guys coming in. They're fast, and so we can just almost air it out for them, and they, they can go catch it. So. Who are some of those guys that are sticking out for you? Um, I think Bo Tanner's doing really well. Um, Jonah Turnman. I don't, I don't know. Just I think a lot, a lot of our receivers, I mean, they don't have a lot of experience, but they, they have little glimpses here and there of being good. So. Jeremy and I were actually talking about this. We keep hearing Bo Tanner's name quite a bit, and you mentioned him again. What is it about his game that's impressing everybody? Um, he's, I would say he's one of the fastest guys on the team right now, by far probably. That so. always sticks out, right? Yep. Um, th- this is a new coaching staff. Uh, you know, the media can watch just kind of the first about 30 minutes. So it's pretty quiet in terms of what I think thought would be a little louder of, Who's the starting quarterback and whatnot? Uh, is this kind of how you guys like it? Just kind of, kind of quiet and kind of do your thing. I, I kind of like it. I mean, um, it kind of. Um, I think with just a lot of people here, it kind of distracts a lot of the other guys, and so I think it's it's good for us to kind of just focus on what we're trying to do, what we're, I mean, each play as we're practicing. So, from your perspective, what's been some of the biggest differences you've noticed from fall camp last year to fall camp this year? Um, I think guys are they're more comfortable with themselves. Um, they play they're playing better than they have, and so I think they're just more comfortable with being themselves on the field, and that that way it helps them play better. What's, what's it like to have uh, Reno Mahe as your uh, position coach? It's it's fun. 
I mean, he's a, he has a lot of experience, you know, here NFL, and so he, he has so much knowledge he, he wants to um, give us. And so he, he's helping us doing his best to help us out. Now, he's, he's a guy, obviously, he wants to get work done, but he's also a pretty funny guy. Does he let you guys let loose a little bit? A little bit, yeah. So what, 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 kind, of things, what kind of things do you guys get to do to just kind of let loose? Um, he, um, he tries not uh, – he kind of lets us just be ourselves. I mean, we're, we're all different guys on the, in the running back room, and so he, if some, one guy says something, he, he, he won't acknowledge it as if he was another guy just because that's who that guy is, and so he'll just – it's fun. Uh, did you have a kid recently? I did. I did. You getting enough sleep, man? I am. Surprisingly, yeah. yeah. Your wife's taking care of you that way? That's nice. Cause, she is. Because it's yeah. fall camp. Uh-huh. I imagine you need your rest, right? I, I almost feel bad because she's doing a lot of work at <laughs> yeah, night, yeah. so I'm like dead asleep. So. What, what's your kid's name? Her name's Rose. Rose. Yeah. That's pretty name. Well, congratulations on that. Thank and you keep so up much. the good work. Fullback, brother. Appreciate it. Every rose has its thorn. <laughs> two weeks. She's two weeks old, by the way. Which is really cool. Congratulations to Algie and his yeah. wife. That's an interesting time for him. What kind of offensive production do you anticipate he will have in the pro-style offense now as a fullback? Cause he's yeah, a, definitely he's, less than last year because he's not going to get as many touches. Alluded to the fact that he's going to catch footballs out of the backfield. Because, I mean, that's what he did last year. So how much how much do you expect? He caught a – yeah, he caught it. He had a uh, receiving touchdown mm-hmm. in a game. East Carolina, I believe. Yeah, I, th- I think he'll have a role on this team. You have some good playmakers, though, in Jamal Williams, and then you hope that Squally Canada, Riley Burt, showed flashes, right? Uh, when, he, when he doesn't run for 50 yards at a time, he doesn't pull his hamstring, you know? And so I think he'll be a good player as well. Yeah, when you're handing off to an experienced running back who is now the fullback, you have to feel good like, about the stable that you have leading behind rusher the quarterbacks. From last year in yards and touchdowns is now the fullback. And the think number three is, could be a starting linebacker. How, how big and tough were those guys last year? Jeez, they're not even the number, number one and number three are not even they're not, not, they're not even the primary two <laughs> ball carriers. That says a lot about Squally Canada. Our Twitter question today, what will happen first? BYU names a starting quarterback or the Big 12 expands and why? At He-Man underscore Hyde said you forgot the third option, apocalypse. <laughs> True. Coming up, BYU swim coach John Brooks. But first, how many teams will the Big 12 expand by? Is it going to be more than two? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is back on a Friday. Welcome back, my friends. In Radio Vision, live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We are 22 days away from BYU football taking on Arizona. And as always, we are presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hey, the Big Blue Bash is tonight, 6 p.m. Mountain Time at Rio Tinto Stadium in Sandy, Utah. If you're around, come hang out at the preseason BYU football party. I think it's 5 bucks. So come hang out. Spencer and I will emcee uh, this. Blaine Fowler will be there as well. Kalani Satake, Tanner Mangum, Travis Tuiloma, and one Johnny Linehan, a.k.a. the Kiwi Kicker. Johnny Linehan has a new celebration after a great punt. He, I'm not going to reveal it. I will tell you. Just, li- just watch for it. I'm a little scared, to be just, honest. W- just watch for it. You'll, know it. you'll know it when you see it. <laughs> when a puncher does anything but kick, you notice it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, who was it? Who was, I, I'm blanking on his name that pointed, ran, went for it on fourth and didn't get it and pointed for a first oh, down. Scott, uh, Arlano. Scott Arlano. Scott yeah. Arlano. Yeah. First down. Nope. Scott, yeah, Scott. <laughs> he was against, a yard and a half short. Who, I can't remember who against. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. 
Brian Logan still gives him a hard time about that. <laughs> of course he does. He should. <laughs> Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Today, fall camp practice number seven. The Cougars will hold a closed scrimmage tomorrow at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. We'll have post-practice interviews for you roughly 1.30 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. At BYU underscore CJ said, can you periscope it for us, please? The answer is no. The big blue bash or? No, the scrimmage. The scrimmage. No. I like my job a lot. Uh, a lot. Big 12 News, Brett McMurphy reports 17 schools will be interviewed and are candidates for Big 12 expansion via video conferences. We have not confirmed whether the University of Phoenix is among them. Also, Chuck Carlton of the Dallas Morning News says, what I'm hearing on Big 12 expansion t- uh, the timetable, subject to change, is mid-September to early October. And then Dennis Dodd, just a moment ago, tweeted, Boy, if there was ever any doubt, TV isn't pulling all the strings in college athletics. Whoa. What, what, what that, does that mean? What does that mean? That, fun. Oh, Dennis. Sir, the Big 12 pot. Yes, let's do that. And also, let's revisit the Olympics in Rio. Cougars in the Olympics. Taylor Sander and Team USA upset Brazil in yeah. four sets last night. Taylor had seven kills, a team high three blocks, five digs, a couple of aces. It's a nice stat line. The United States now one and two in group play after that enormous win. Their next match happens against France on Sunday. Very nice. And BYU women's soccer is the preseason pick to win the West Coast Conference. According to the coaches, four BYU players made the, the all uh, preseason team. Ashley Hatch, Lynn Medeiros, Michelle Vasconcelos, who's married to a Brazilian, and Nadia Gomes, who speaks Portuguese. BYU plays at UCLA tomorrow in an exhibition game. <laughs> UCLA in an exhibition game. That's a huge game. Yeah. Again, an exhibition. Well done. Lining that up. P- test yourselves early. I like it. Yeah, that's really tough. Last year, BYU played uh, Arizona, Arizona in an exhibition. It was an NCAA tournament. I like, that. I like that idea. It's time to play Hashtag This. BYU Sports Nation says Hashtag This. Here's how it works. We give you a bit of news, and then Jeremy and I come up with our off-the-top-of-our-head hashtags to describe given information. Number one. Hashtag this. ESPN's Brett McMurphy says the Big 12 will most likely not expand or expand by just two teams. Hashtag get your stuff together. That's what I say. (laughs) What is it? Is it none? Is it two? Is it four? What is it? Do something. (laughs) <laughs> Apparently they are. They're going to video conference with 17 teams. Uh, BYU among them, of course. Hashtag Brett ate some paint chips as a kid. What? <laughs> Brett knows what he's doing. You think he's off? I don't think I don't think that they're <sighs> Are you talking about the Big 12 or Brett's report? Cuz you just called out Brett's report. I did call out his report in regard to not expanding. I just don't I he doesn't want the Big 12 to expand. He has said that on our show. Yeah, just his personal opinion. What, do you, what about his report, though? I don't. He says they will most likely not expand or, or expand by two, two teams. teams. Equally weighted in that sentence. That makes it sound like it's, there's a, like a really legitimate possibility that the Big 12 is not going to expand after all of this. And I don't think that that is accurate at all. I don't think it's accurate at all. Can I not have an opinion on that? I didn't say it couldn't. This is America. Of course you can. <laughs> this is America, home of gold medals. Two teams? Yes. Don't think it's going to be four teams, but no teams? How many people out there really think that the Big 12 will not expand? 
Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe BYU's third string quarterback. Who is? Oh, slow to the gun. Missed it. Missed slow it. To the gun. Number two. Hashtag this. Oklahoma State coach Mike Gundy says what a lot of people are thinking about the Big 12 expansion. I think right now we're pretty much clueless. Hashtag get your stuff together again. <laughs> we're pretty much clueless. Now, I don't think that I'm a man. I'm 40. Mike Gundy represents the uh, think tank that is the Big 12 presidents and chancellors. But I think he just thinks on the inside of the outside or the outside of the inside. Uh, yeah, what's going on? Because we're all still waiting for them to do something. Do something. Do something. Hashtag as if. <laughs> nice see, pull. See what nice I did pull. there? Yeah, yeah. 90s. Love it. <laughs> love it. Steve Bale would love that, too. Alicia Silverstone. Yes, it's a great movie. I had a huge crush on her in that movie. That's a, that's a great movie. And you know what? Right now, I would rather watch that movie 20 times in a row than discuss how little the Big 12 has done to move forward with what they said they wanted to do and expand before the season. I think that it's just it's getting out of control. Is it's getting a, out of control. Hold on, that Clueless is a great movie. I didn't. It's great. Clueless what? is a great movie. Great. Think wow. about okay. think about how many. I need to watch it again. Apparently, think about how many great actors are in that movie. Doesn't make it great. It's a great movie. Okay, I'll have to. Insta poll right now. Insta poll right now. Yes, I'm look at me. I'm, throwing, not doing a, the I'm throwing a curveball. Is Clueless a great movie? Yes or no? Come on. Number three. <laughs> Hashtag this. BYU football fall camp. I've said this a couple of times, and I said it yesterday. Hashtag all quiet on the Western front. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that a Louis L'Amour book? I don't know who wrote that. It is so quiet at fall camp. It is almost reverent. I'm not talking about the music. I'm talking about the storylines coming out of fall camp. This is, from our perspective, it stinks. From their perspective, from the competitive side, it's fantastic because they can just focus on doing their thing and then they can speak loudly on the field. Hashtag walk softly and swing a big stick. I think that's what BYU is doing. I think that's what BYU is doing right now. I like it. You know, and like you said, it's – we want to see more, but that only adds to the buildup of what actually happens when we get to watch BYU play their first football game against Arizona. It's just the buildup is amazing. We don't know who the starting quarterback's going to be, and there are two elite-level quarterbacks in camp. And that's There's that word, but I actually agree with you. It's a sub-story to what is happening on the national landscape with the Big 12. It's, I mean, the Big 12 is making fall camp even that much more quiet. It's, I, it's yeah. nuts. I want action. From both. But I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Walk softly, swing a big stick. Number you four. You can sprint, too. Hashtag this. Taylor Sander and Team USA show up in Rio and beat Brazil. Hashtag epic performance. The U.S. had lost its first two matches. Then they played the number one team in the world on their home court in Maracazinho. And they beat them in four. And it was awesome. It was so entertaining. Taylor Sander brought it. Uh, from the service line, had a team I three blocks, five digs, seven kills. I thought that was one of the greatest matches I'd ever seen in my life, mainly because I'm an American. Hashtag it's about <laughs> time the United States showed up and played volleyball like we know they are capable of playing. This team was a shell of itself in the first two matches, and then all of a sudden they beat the host, Brazil, the number one team in the world, on, 
on their soil, if anything, this is like the ultimate confidence boost to Team USA moving oh, yeah, forward. Totally. Holy cow. It's like, yeah, I remember that we are awesome and we can win a gold medal. Let's keep playing that way. Number five. Hashtag this. BYU women's soccer is the preseason pick to win a fifth straight. Yes, that would be five West Coast Conference title. Not three, not four, but maybe five. Hashtag same old, same old. B- BYU women's soccer has benefited a lot from being in the West Coast Conference. In fact, maybe the most of any team because they have won that league four years in a row. That is a tough league, although Portland's like not good at soccer anymore. They used to be a national power. But BYU has done a fantastic job. I expect them to win the league again. Hashtag yawn. Okay. <laughs> and what's, it's, I kind of feel like BYU women's soccer is becoming like BYU women's softball, where it's like they're going to win the conference. And rugby and men's volleyball, where it's like yeah, we expect gonna, it to be They're going to win the conference. Yeah. Yep. I'm not, I don't yawn, though, because I love greatness. I don't get tired of a great steak. It tastes great every time. No, that's so, true. Yeah, so when, when these teams dominate the way they do, I love it. It does not get old to me. I'm not underappreciating it. Uh, underappreciating it. I'm just saying that it just the news to me that they're the preseason pick is boring because they should the be. Other the other pre- coaches think BYU is good. Yes, of course they do. They won again, the league four years yawn, ago. They like, return all but two starters. It would be it would be a big deal if the women's soccer team at BYU was not picked to win the West Coast. That would Conference. be a bigger deal. That's true. <laughs> right. That's true. So it's just like yeah, okay. I no surprise. You all think BYU is good, and they still are. So Are there we you playing have big it. deal, no deal, or hashtag this? Mixed, we mixed in both right there. <laughs> nice. Hashtag deal. <laughs> what will happen first? BYU names a starting quarterback or the Big 12 expands and why? And I still think Clueless, Clueless is a great movie. Great. I, I don't think that it's like a bad movie. I just Great is like The Dark Knight. No, that's, Schindler's that's, List. That's an epic. That's uh, fantastic. Brave that's amazing. Heart. The Patriot. Up next. John Brooks of BYU Swim. Does he have any Cougars vying for 2020 in Tokyo? Yes. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from the studio bizzle on a Friday. If you missed an episode of BYUSN Live, watch the rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Hey, Facebook Live interviews after practice are what we're doing now. The next time we're doing it is tomorrow, 1.30 p.m. Eastern time, after the closed scrimmage at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. What happened in that scrimmage? We'll tell you as we interview uh, uh, everybody that is available. I was distracted because we have Instapoll out from you. Clueless is a great movie. (laughs) No, you need to – you said Clueless is a great movie, not – is Clueless a great movie? <laughs> what? Where's, true. False. Haven't seen it. I'll vote false. It is 40% true, 40% false, 20% haven't seen it. Oh, my goodness. We're, yes, we are live on television and radio right now. <laughs> this, is, this is the beauty of social no media. better time than the I present. know. I know. I love it so much. Joining us now on BYU Sports Nation is the head coach of BYU Swim, John Brooks. John, welcome back to Studio B. Hey, glad to be here. Love being here. Is this kind of like Christmas for you with the Olympics, being able to watch like the best of the best in the world go head-to-head in the same pool? Yeah, absolutely. You know, this is, I mean, this is our time to shine. We only get the, our time every four years, I guess, you know, I wish it was more, of course, but yeah. every four years people care about swimming and just eat it up whatever we can to get a little bit of press, whatever, whatever we can do. Let's get the hard hitting stuff out of the way. Is Clueless okay. a great movie? Yes. Clueless, you remember? It from the yeah, I've, I've seen it, you know. I think if you're really bored and you, you know, you, you, got, you got some spare time on your hands and you want to watch that show, I guess, you know. 
Or if you're a teenager. Yes or no, John? <laughs> is it a great movie? Paul Rudd. Alicia nah, Silverstone. I'm not going to say it's a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> John's like, I didn't come on here to talk clueless. <laughs> Turk, Turk from Scrubs. He's Petey from Remember the Titans. I regret bringing it up. Uh, what cougars are competing for a shot at getting into Tokyo in 2020? That's the real yeah, question we want to We want to go four years out. Yeah. So I'd probably say Peyton Sorensen, who was at trials this last year. He, he, I think he's been on your guys' show. Mm-hmm. He was 10th in the 50 free. Um, and I don't know how much people know about the Olympics, but uh, for U.S., we're obviously dominate, so that's why people watch it. Otherwise, it's we wouldn't true. watch we it. Wouldn't watching, we wouldn't be watching in America if we weren't getting gold medals. Um, but we only take two individuals per event. And if it's a, an event that you could be in a relay, you can take four and technically six because they can take two alternates. Mm. And he does some of the 50 and the 100 free. Um, and he was pretty high in the 100 free, but he was 10th in the 50 free. So he, I mean, he wants it pretty bad. And he's got a couple of years left underneath his belt. So I, I would, he's got a pretty good shot. And then uh, younger, uh, same summer, um, Preston Jenkins is on our team. He's got a pretty good shot. He swims back, same events that Jake Taylor does. Then we have a couple of girls that were at trials, Ellie Thurnborough and uh, an incoming freshman named Mariah Lindsay, who's from Washington. They were at trials. So those are the, ones that come to my mind immediately but probably nice. peyton sworn has the best shot mm. have you talked have you talked to jake taylor about uh his good buddy ryan murphy winning gold <laughs> uh i know that jake uh you know that's kind of maybe a, i don't want to say a source subject but just his nemesis yeah <laughs> but i think i think he's a you know a, a fine competitor and an amazing competitor but jake you know i think jake's one of those guys that's like if I'm going to lose to somebody, I'm going to lose to the very best. Yeah. yeah. What's, what's the most impressive thing about what Katie Ledecky and Michael Phelps have done? Well, to me, what the most impressive thing about Katie Ledecky is that she, you know, before the Olympics, I mean, for, for me, I had known that she's been amazing, but for the average American, oh, Katie Ledecky, I've never heard of her before. Since the four years ago, she's actually broken world records after world records and she's dominated from all the way from the 100 free all the way up to the distance event of the 800 for the women. So for her to dominate in every, you know, for in the past, you're either kind of more of a distance swimmer or more of a sprint swimmer. She mm-hmm. can do everything. Mm-hmm. And when you watch the 800 free, which is either, I think, tomorrow, I mean, she will dominate it by she, – she holds the world record, and she's broken it like five or six times in Good that grief. event. Good grief. Wow. And her time is competitive enough to basically compete against guys. What she's, is she's amazing. What is it about Katie Ledecky and Michael Phelps that make them so dominant? What What do they do that none of the other elite world swimmers are doing? Well, some of it's just God given talent. Michael Phelps physically is just a freak of nature. He's he has, a fish. He has a bigger wingspan than most you know most people. He's got you know a big torso, uh, but I think a lot of it is they don't like to lose, and their mental capacity and their their mind game is just better. They just they can just do it. And I think that when you watch the Olympics, you can, some sports, you can see some of these gymnasts or you can sit and rent all over the face. They're terrified and they're nervous mm-hmm. and they're on the stage for the first time and they kind of crumble. It's the ones that just say, bring it on, bring it on. And we see that in every sport, you know, that's, we have I, it, one of the things that I think we have at BYU that kind of sets us apart, a little kind of hidden secret. You guys may or may not know, but Craig Manning. Oh yeah. You oh know, yeah. Big, the sports psychologist. And, yeah. and I think that, those that don't, maybe don't just come naturally to them, the stuff that he teaches, that Michael Phelps, Kayla Decky already have, just God-given mental strength to just, I'm going to beat you. I don't care what happens. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think that missions are disadvantage uh, advantages physically, but I think emotionally and mentally they're big advantages. People go out and do hard things, right? Live in a place, they live with someone that it's not their choice to live with. You know, we, we each had companions that were like, well, this wasn't my favorite guy, but he was nice. Uh, then you come back and you're like, yeah, I can do hard things. So I think some of these return missionaries have that advantage too. Agree or disagree? Oh, yeah. I think that the maturity to me is the, is the biggest, is they look at life a little bit differently. But I think that Kalani Sataki has made the comment, and I think it, we, should be, we should be saying more often. If, if it was such a big advantage, everyone would be doing it. BYU right? would have, yeah. And if God cared about football, BYU would have won more than one national title. Yeah. He said that, too. <laughs> <laughs> and he only cared about one quarterback, and it was tied up in 99. John Brooks, head coach of BYU <laughs> Swim true. and Dive, with us in Studio B. Uh, we've seen a lot about that Filipino pair on, uh, on YouTube. You've seen that, right? The Divers? Uh, Maybe not. Oh, boy. We can't. Okay. We'll show you during the break. Okay. We, we, we will show you. <laughs> I'm pulling it up right now. <laughs> he has to see it. Now, let me, let me set you up with this, Coach. Okay. It didn't go well for them, for them diving. Okay. And uh, we want to know what you would say to <laughs> these divers. Maybe beginning, beginning divers or swimmers. How do they get involved yeah, in the sport? Yes. To what, be good. What would you say to them after something like this happens? He hasn't seen it. And to explain, do you want to do the play-by-play, Jerem? No. Yeah, we'll show them during the break. If there's someone <laughs> that's getting it, they're watching the Olympics, they're like, I want to get into swimming or diving. Like, yeah. what, what do you recommend with that process? Well, you got to you know, start out with a swimming lesson probably. That's a go. good idea. And that, I mean, one thing about my sport is it's a life-saving sport. And so every mom and dad wants to have their kid at least know how to be water safe. And pretty much every swimming pool around the country, there's you know, some type of uh, you know, lesson program or something like that where you can at least start to get into it. But there's age group programs all over the country that you can join. Everybody support BYU Swim and Dive. I know you say like the Olympics are like our time to shine. How, how, do, how do people get more excited? How can we, we can make this more exciting and more available for people to get excited about? Well, so something that I've been trying to – trying to push is that on all the different you know sports media like just like this show is to maybe just do like a 30 second or one minute clip of the olympic sports of what's going on this week olympic sports i know it's important to talk about oh, this we do it every day baby yeah and you guys do a great job but other the other you know things we don't want to talk about there's other sports stations around here that aren't maybe as <laughs> balanced and because you're either a sports station or you're just a football base football basketball station but i think for my sport specifically is that what i tell people it's free we have home meets, you know, four or five home meets, four or five away meets, free. But you also get to come and watch guys and girls that are pretty darn fit in swimming suits. So it's a great, you know, easy, easy free date activity. That's my push. Awesome. And they might make the Olympics. And they okay. might make the Olympics. These are elite level athletes. Coach, great to talk to you as well. Thanks for having me. All right. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, find out the latest from the Cougars and the Miners. Which pitcher Threw a beauty last night, plus which Cougar is currently in the top 10 of the John Deere Classic? I think I have an idea. Yeah, and here's the good thing about BYU swimming. The pool is not green. It's actually blue. I think that's a really positive thing. No green pool. No algae in there. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. As if. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. Today's fall camp practice number seven. The Cougars will hold a closed scrimmage tomorrow at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. We'll have post-practice interviews at 1.30 Eastern tomorrow on Facebook Live. Yesterday, Arizona football coach Rich Rodriguez recently said 
I hope we outsell them, referring to the season opener versus BYU in Arizona. It's in your state. Do it. Athletics. Big 12 News, Brett McMurphy reports 17 schools will be interviewed and are candidates for Big 12 expansion via video conferences. Chuck Carlton of the Dallas Morning News says, quote, what I'm hearing on Big 12 expansion, the timetable, subject to change, is mid-September to early October, end quote. And Oklahoma State head coach Mike Gundy says that right now we are pretty much clueless when asked about who will potentially be added to the Big 12. <laughs> Volleyball. Taylor Sander and Team USA upset Brazil in four sets last night. Taylor had seven kills, team high three blocks, five digs, a couple of aces. The United States one and two in group play with their next match on Sunday against France. Soccer. Women's soccer team's the preseason pick to win the conference. Four Cougars made the team. BYU plays UCLA tomorrow in an exhibition game. Baseball. Daniel Schneeman, one for five with a couple of runs yesterday for the Summer League All-Star Chico Heat. Cougars in the minors. Taylor Cole pitched five innings, allowed three earned runs, and seven hits and a no decision for the AA New Hampshire Fisher Cats. Also in action, Adam Long went one for five with a run and a stolen base for the AA Jackson Generals. Swimming and diving. Kevin Dreesen and Matt Dankers are set to compete in the three-meter springboard at the National Diving Championships tomorrow. Cougars in the PGA. Three Cougars are competing in the John Deere Classic this weekend. Zach Blair's currently four under, tied for 10th. Daniel Summerhays is one over, tied for 103rd. And Mike Weir's five over, tied for 149th. Back to you, Spencer. Good luck, guys. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Health. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Jerem? Bob Bowlesby mm. and Taylor Sander for the win against Brazil. A double Rise and Shout. What's going to happen first? BYU names a starting quarterback of the Big 12 expands. And why? Our elite tweet of the day from Matt Cougar stats. I'm not sure. My magic eight ball just broke down and started crying. What? <laughs> True is winning your clueless poll, 37%. False, 25%. 38% haven't seen it. Show on demand. Download the podcast on iTunes, the TuneIn app for Jerem. I'm Spencer. Shout out to Mike Nielsen. We'll see you on Monday. Or at the Big Blue Bash tonight.